Welcome to the Family Photography Marketing Podcast, where we dive into the world of marketing and help you take your business to the next level. I'm your host, Fiona, a marketing expert with 10 years of experience in the family photography industry. And in each episode of this podcast, I'll be sharing my insights and strategies for successful marketing to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape of digital and traditional marketing techniques. So whether you're just starting out or looking to fine-tune your marketing approach, this podcast has something for you. So join me and let's get started. Hello, everyone. Today, we are going to be talking about delighting clients. And this probably isn't going to go the way that you think it's going to go. So I'm really excited for this episode. Also, my children are home for President's Day break. We have a week-long break here in Washington in the middle of February. And every time we don't go on a trip, I regret it because the weather is kind of bad. So anyway, they made this waffle explosion and they're currently cleaning up powdered sugar. And so if you hear any of that in the background as I'm hiding in my closet, it just is what it is. Okay, so when we think about delighting clients, I think sometimes we think about these examples of like, if you truly wanted to create a delightful client experience, then you would create almost an overcomplicated client experience. So you think like, oh, well, yeah, if I had all the time and money in the world, I would have a stretch limo come and pick my clients up. And when they booked with me, they would be able to talk with me on the phone and get all of their questions answered. And they would have, they would feel like I was just with them every step of the way and they would have any choice that they wanted. But actually, that's not really what people feel when they feel delighted by a client experience. So I found this article, which is the basis of this episode, and I'll link it in the show notes. It's from the Harvard Business Review. So it's at least somewhat legit, but it is an actual study where they talked to people and did some research. So the reduction of the article is that when clients or customers feel delighted What it actually means is that the company who or the business or the service provider reduced effort as much as possible so that what the process really felt like to the client was easy. So according to the study, creating a delightful client experience isn't about bells and whistles. It's actually removing obstacles to make the process as simple as possible. So let's think about something I just bought. So I've been in the market for a new phone case. And I know that some of you hate when I compare photography businesses to product-based businesses, but I actually think it can help us think about marketing in a much more grounded way. Because when we just think about our art, it's very emotional and there's no way to get around that. Um, But we may be less emotional if what we're actually selling was a box of photos, right? So you might be less emotional. It can help you think about how to reframe the idea of marketing. So going back to this personal story, I wanted a phone case. A couple of the websites I went on were very pretty. There was so many options. It was overwhelming. And when you're choosing something like that, it's like you can't narrow it down, especially when it's 
I'm choosing a color or whatever. So I found this other company. They got me off an Instagram ad, I will say, because, you know, once I told the internet I was interested in phone cases, it was basically like a vom of phone cases that came at my Instagram for the last week. So I found this company. I was attracted to this design they had. So I went to the website and every phone option only had about 15 phone case options, but all of them were really cute and totally sort of within the same design element, I'd say. So I was like, okay, there's that one. That's the one I want. And in my brain was like, no, you have to look at all of them. But then like I got to the bottom of the page and there was no page to go to the next one. It was actually kind of nice. I was like, okay, these are the options. I picked one. I use that Shopify button, that shop button, whatever that is. It's like the if you've entered your stuff once, it's literally one click. I got an email from them. They're like, thank you for your order. I got an email the next day saying the order's coming. Okay, so obviously photography is more emotional than, than this. There's a lot more moving parts. But what was, if that per, if that company came to me and they were like, how was your experience? It wasn't that they rolled out the red carpet for me and I had to chat with a representative who helped me personally pick my best phone case and there was so much information that I felt like I had every option in the world. It was actually that the process was extremely easy. They removed a lot of the psychological obstacles, even to buying something as simple as a phone case. So that is step one, is making the process feel easy. And with the mastermind students, that's one of the main, the first two weeks or so, that's really what we worked on was, okay, a person arrives inside of your brand. How? What is the simplest path that we get them from falling in love with your work, which you guys already do the hard part of producing the beautiful imagery, right? You already have that part down. How do we get that person from that emotion of liking the images, continuing that journey of trust and booking? That's basically we're trying to remove obstacles. And a lot of the obstacles were not, that complicated. It was like you go, your website is a little bit confusing. I scroll down to the bottom of your homepage. There's nowhere for me to go. This page about your sessions doesn't actually have the information that we need in order to contact you. It's a really like cumbersome process. So many of those things are so easy to fix, but the goal there is making it easy. Then the next step beyond making it easy is you look forward. What are the other obstacles that the person is going to run into? And how do we remove those? So in the photography world, in the family photography world, it's for me, like a client finds my website, they learn about the sessions, they book, and then I know that that's not the end of the obstacles. They're still not quite sure what to wear. They may have questions about how to get to the locations. There's lots of things that can go on, right? So it's not that that's the end. Like if you make an easy booking process that the person is delighted and that's the end, it goes all the way through. And you can keep thinking about this idea of making it easy throughout your entire client experience. So I see this too, like in the styling world, people will have a client closet 
which seems like it would be something that would delight a client because it would take away the thought of what are we supposed to wear, but the presentation and the choosing of those items actually creates more work for the client, so it, it doesn't actually remove the obstacle. So if you do have a client closet, how can you make it as seamless as possible? If you do have a location guide, how do you make it as easy for the person to understand as possible? Like a lot of times I'll, the location guides that I've seen are they talk about the location and then there's not really any example photos. So then people are like, well, I still don't know what it looks like. So I still have unanswered questions. So I'm still facing obstacles within this process. You get to the client session. If you haven't built out a high trust brand, the client is still going to have obstacles when you arrive and you're talking to them face to face because they may be unsure of what you're actually doing here beyond a photography session. That used to happen to me at the very beginning of my career where people would get to the session and they'd be like, hey, here we are. Like, what are we, what are, what are we doing? Like, let's talk about my vision. And I'd be like, whoa, let's talk about my vision, you know? And I'd be like, what the heck is happening? Because it wasn't, it wasn't a matched experience. Now that doesn't happen because the vision that I'm providing as the artist is so clear in my work and the trust is so high throughout the booking process that people aren't coming to the session and not knowing what to do and having that obstacle of unknown fear. Okay, so going back to the idea of fear or emotions, throughout your client experience, if you can focus on keeping emotions positive, that is the best way to build trust. So if you think about holding your client in your hand throughout the booking process, how are you making her feel happy? Obviously, we want to give people the information that they are coming to our brands to seek in a very digestible way. And I know I may eventually get myself in trouble for this, but I am in this group and they do this like um, really, really high cost, high ticket, uh, high offer, whatever, like their photography, like their whole goal is like they want people to spend thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And a lot of those people seem to do that and that's perfectly fine. But the process to get the person to agree to do a session that will result in a $20,000 sale, that's the number that a lot of these people seem to get to, which I'm not discrediting this business model at all. It's totally fine and people should make whatever amount of money as they can. But the process of booking these is like very complicated. So it seems like there's a certain person who wants like a very, very, very high touch level of service. And for that, they will pay money. And the, the, their psychological tricks, I guess I'll call them tricks that they use in their sales calls and the way that they talk to clients to get them to pay these really, really high numbers. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that, but that's a very small subset of the population who will do that. And yeah, if you are in that bracket, you only need a handful of clients who will do it to reach your income goal. But for the vast majority of us, we're not there. And so giving, we're not, we're not interested in that market. And if you are, then you can message me. I'll tell you the name of the group and you can go check it out. I'm mostly in there just like a little weird squirrel in the cupboard, like watching it all go down from a psychological 
standpoint, it's very fascinating to me. The majority of us are just working with people whose expectation is not that they're going to spend $20,000 a year or $20,000 a session for our photography work. So I really think that giving them as much information as possible in an easy digestible way is always going to build trust. We go back and forth. A lot of times I see in photography groups about whether to post pricing, whether to not people are, they think that if they can get in touch with someone or create a experience of booking that takes more of the consumer's time or the customer's time, that that is going to automatically translate in higher bookings. And I just haven't found that to be true, which is why I like to take the stance that the you can give them all the information right up front and they can build trust and happily book on their own time, which works better for me. If you want to talk to people before they book and kind of screen them, that works too. There's a couple people in the mastermind who are moving into online booking and that was their main fear is that if I don't talk to someone beforehand, they won't be the right fit. And my thing is that if you build a trustworthy, consistent visual brand, then people will disqualify themselves or qualify themselves. And over the vast, the only time I really get quote unquote non-ideal clients is in that fall Christmas card rush where people are not even coming in my brand in the normal way. They're just trying to find a desperate attempt at a photographer. And I just am in that service provider bucket in that way. Beyond that, this process of really simplifying everything has only been good. Okay. So Think about it this way. When we're talking about emotions, when you are communicating with someone that you trust, the resulting emotions from that conversation are that you feel safe and the conversation is easy and you're relaxed. When you're talking to someone that you don't trust, it's so stressful. So it's the same thing as buying something or considering being a client of someone, if you can keep that trust high, that person's emotions, resulting emotions through the experience are going to remain positive, which is going to result in them feeling delighted because the definition of delightful, I looked it up, is highly pleasing. So it's not that it's, there's nothing, there's nothing about complication within that. Even though when we think about oh, you're so, you're delighting clients. You're doing every little thing for them. You're rolling out the red carpet at every moment. It's not even about that. It's just that you feel those feelings of pleasure because your trust is high with the brand. And every next step you want to take is easy. Therefore, your trust stays high. Therefore, you feel pleased. It's really that simple. So big turnoffs to a delightful client experience. There's two main ones. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably guess what they are. The first one is overwhelm. We have made our marketing so complicated. And part of it is really the Instagram culture's fault because whether or not we want to admit it or not, a lot of us are still chasing likes and follows. And so what we post can often be dictated on gathering those useless metrics instead of marketing intentionally with the whole point of that marketing to produce a pleasing client experience to get someone on our calendar. So instead, we're posting just the most random of things, just whatever we think might get likes. And from a client perspective, it's actually confusing. So This is where I kind of also get myself in trouble with the super creative folks 
because their whole thing is like, well, I'm a creative and I should be able to do whatever I want and I should be able to post whatever I want. And to them, I say, absolutely. Anybody can do anything that they want to do. But I will say this. I I know from many conversations that I've had with very, very, very creative photographers that it does not translate in a booked out business. So sometimes those things in the photography Instagram world seem correlated, but they're actually not correlated. And the reason for that is because a client coming into that experience, if there isn't some sort of cohesion and trustworthy portfolio where it's not like every day the the photographer is trying something new, it's hard for that person to build trust because we have to go back to their number one fear point, which is when they hire that photographer, they will get a result they don't like. That is the bottom line of any bad transaction ever, whether it's buying something, whether it's meeting someone, whether it's going on a date, whether it's traveling, it's that is the number one fear. You went there because of X reasons and then you got a result that didn't match. So if you want to have a business that is profitable, it's going to have to be at least somewhat consistent unless you're hyper creative and also only working with other creatives, which is a whole separate business model and also not one that's attainable for most people or what they're actually going for. The reason people are switching things up every five seconds and following trends and chasing, remember I was talking about that, trying to avoid chasing and marketing instead focusing on attracting is because what you're actually doing is trying to be relevant with the Instagram world when what instead you need to try to do is be extremely trustworthy to potential clients. And those can often look very different how in terms of how the marketing looks. A high trust brand isn't necessarily always going to be very popular on Instagram. And that's okay. That has nothing to do with anything. If I could like slam a piece of information into every creative business owner's brain, that would be it. All right. The second one is confusion. So confusion and overwhelm are like sisters. They're very similar, but they're not exactly the same. So confusion is someone who, someone who's feeling confused isn't even necessarily overwhelmed. They're committed to figuring out how to book with you or how to navigate your website or how to get from point A to point B, but you've literally made it so convoluted that they can't get there. There's too many places to click. There's too many choices. It's just not a clear path. It can be so simple. It can be that you go to your website and there's three buttons. If you offer three different types of sessions, outdoor work, studio, newborn, let's say those are the three you click in there. That person then gets everything they need to know about newborn with on-brand imagery and all of your educational stuff and how how you can help them overcome issues they might have, older sibling behavior, what to wear, what time of day, do we use your house, all of those things, and then a, ability to get on your calendar right there. That could be as simple as the path that it needs to be. But we confuse people because we're trying to do too much. So when you think about this goal of using the idea of easy and simplifying, we can use it in marketing as well. So if you want to be a predictable marketer, 
That is very, very positive for your client base, not your Instagram people, not people you're chasing all over the world. The people who want to book you love to see predictable marketing from you. And this came up in the mastermind too. So one of the people in there was, you know, I always say that you want to talk to people, know that you're going to have to talk to your audience in some capacity, your, your, your people who have eyes on your brand. You need to talk to them about seven to 10 times before they'll actually click through to something. Is that true for everyone? No. A lot of people will see it, click through a book. We're not talking about those. We're talking about the psychological averages. So that doesn't mean seven to 10 pieces of unique individual content. That's, you can create one little marketing packet for your session and share it seven to 10 times and never change it. Predictability is good. People like to see the same things over and over. Think about the videos that are like really viral right now. It's like people who are doing day in the life over and over and over. There's like that wood chopping guy. Literally all he does is chop stumps. There's people that just do the same small task over and over and over. And people like to watch it because there's comfort and ease in predictability that builds trust. Every time you, every time a potential client checks in, they see something familiar from them, from you. That creates trust and that produces the feeling of ease. So when we go back to these ideas of overwhelm and confusion, your marketing also doesn't need to be overwhelming or confusing. You can just try out some things in the beginning, look at the data, not the emotion, see what works, pour into those things and continue doing them. And I say, I've said this in a couple episodes, but like a booked out profitable business is boring. It's boring. It's not like there's not a million changes happening all the time. And as a creative person, if you struggle with that, have creative projects off to the side. Start a second Instagram account that has nothing to do with your photography and is just about your creative projects. It has nothing to do with your photography business. Create a separate bucket if if you're a really creative person. But if you're trying to build a business, it happens to be a separate bucket that's very consistent and trustworthy. And this is just how it is. It's just how the human brain works. So when you think about delightful, think about ease. Okay. I hope that helps. I'll see you guys next week. Oh, and I want to say, because I'm trying to be a better, a better person that talks about my own things going on. The second mastermind that we're doing, marketing mastermind starts on March 12th and there's only three seats left. So if you want one, come get one. Um, they're really fun. They're really transformational. That's the whole goal. You have a ton of access to me, really, however much help you need throughout that five weeks, I am there to help you. So I hope that you guys will join. If you've been thinking of it, if you have questions about it, just shoot me a DM on Instagram. I can even hop on a little like one-on-one call with you if you want to to see if it would be a good fit. All right. Have a good week. Mm -hmm.